Good morning, welcome to Emmett Audio. I apologize for not getting yesterday's podcast actually published in sufficient time. Uh, I just did it now. <laughs> so now I'm gonna now I'm gonna record today's podcast. I've been thinking a lot uh, about about the process of getting your house in order. I'm thinking about this because of the book that I'm writing and this is sort of the topic of the chapter that I'm working on right now. But essentially, my thesis is that there is a direct correlation between getting your physical spaces in order and also getting the other aspects of your life in order. And I think that this is true not just because they're energetically connected, but because practicing one gives you the skills to practice the other. And and so what are those skills? You know, my, my thesis is that if you if you learn the habits of picking up after yourself, if you learn the habits of seeing a mess and tackling it, whether or not it's your mess, whether or not it's fair, without asking yourself, you know, is this my problem to deal with? But instead saying, you know, okay, what can I do with the time that I have to make this better? That directly translates to other parts of your life where things are a mess. You know, maybe your finances are a mess. Maybe your relationships are a mess. Maybe your professional life is a mess. And and maybe it's a mess because you're not taking responsibility for things that come your way. Maybe you're not taking responsibility for things that come your way because you feel like, well, it's not my responsibility. Um, or maybe you're not taking responsibility for things that come your way because you don't have a system. You haven't thought through how to do something well. Maybe you're not taking responsibility for something because you're scared of it. Or maybe you just genuinely feel like it's not yours to take care of. And that may be true, but every time in my life that I, I think something is not going as well as I want it to go, it's always because I have not taken full enough responsibility for that thing. Sometimes it's because I just assume that someone else will deal with it, my wife or someone in a vague sense I don't even think about it sometimes and this is not to say that my wife isn't dealing with things well it's just that she's not responsible for the things that are bothering me I am and and I have found time and time again that 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 the Making things better is always tied to me deciding to tackle something that I've up to this point been avoiding. And a lot of times the thing that gives me the structure and the framework to think about tackling it at all is the habits and the skills that have come about through learning how to take care of physical spaces and physical structures in my life. So, 
So understanding that when I see the dish rack full of dishes, that the proper thing to do if I have the time is to empty it out and to change the dishcloth underneath and that I will be glad I did it even if the problem was not of my making because, well, I live in this house and, and just as we live in our homes, we also live in the world and to the extent that we take responsibility for something to make something the way that we would like it to be. Something as simple as picking up a piece of trash you find on the ground. That's taking responsibility for for a circumstance that you didn't create yourself. But it's making your your environment the way you would want it to be. And that's very much getting your house in order. You know, there's the phrase, get your house in order before you look at someone else. And I think that that's so true and so important because it's extremely easy to look at somebody else and criticize them and be willfully blind to the fact that we ourselves are no paragon of virtue. And that there are plenty of ways in which we're not doing what we could do. And you know, if we did what we could do, there would be an example set, an inspiration set for other people that they could do the same. And we would also be freeing up their energy as well, especially if we're dealing with problems that are joint problems, right? It's not that if I deal with the dish rack that my wife then feels like, ah, next time it's her turn to deal with the dish rack. No, she sees a nice clean dish rack and whether she recognizes that I took time to do it or not, that frees up her energy to do something else nice. Now, there are circumstances where somebody is not a good partner in this with you. We have some friends where the wife does almost everything for the child and the husband does almost nothing and it's starting to bother the wife. The husband is a good man. You know, his reasons for not helping the wife is that he's helping other people, right? He will help everybody else before he helps the wife. Now, he might have very good reasons, subconscious reasons for doing this. He feels like his wife has it locked down and so he's able to contribute to the world by helping other people. But nevertheless, putting yourself in the wife's shoes, what can she do? And as hard as it may be, the thing that she can do, the thing that will put her house in order, is to talk to the husband about it and say, hey, this does not feel good to me. I need you to do more so that I'm not feeling like I'm carrying this load myself. I've had that conversation with my wife and she's had that conversation with me over many things over our 17 years of marriage. But you've got to step up and have that conversation because simmering in resentment 
is not helping the situation. And the husband might say something that would change the wife's opinion about this. Or the circumstances might change, which would change the, you know, the dynamic. So it's not that there's one absolute right way to do it and one wrong way to do it. It's just that if it's bothering her, she needs to talk with him about it. And that's putting your house in order too. Certainly you could say that putting your house in order as a principle is about action. It's about taking action basically whenever possible to make things better in whatever way you can. And I think that planning to take action is almost never as effective as actually just taking action. Right? If you make a plan for when you're going to empty the dish rack, what are the odds that you're going to actually follow through on that? Fairly slim. I mean, I have a pretty... I've got a pretty good way of putting things on my to-do list and then actually following through on them, and even I don't follow through on a whole bunch of stuff. I know that there's a whole category of things, there's a whole bunch of things where it would be far better if I just did them immediately as soon as I saw the problem and saw an, a window of opportunity to deal with them. And then, you know, it's a matter of making sure that I'm doing these these things in the moment that they need to happen, right? Last night we had six loads of laundry piled on the bed, or actually next to the bed. And, well, no, maybe I dumped them out on the bed because we needed, we were completely out of napkins and we had a family over for dinner. And so I decided that I could either put these six loads of laundry back into their baskets and put them at the end of the bed, or as, as the girls and the old dog were falling asleep, I could fold laundry for 15-20 minutes and get it done. I didn't want to, I was tired, I'd felt like I'd done a lot yesterday, yesterday was a full, full day, a physical day. But I recognized that the right thing to do at the right time was going to be was going to be that, you know, was essentially going to be folding that laundry when it needed to be folded so that it wasn't hanging over our head for another day because we were starting to run out of things. So I did it and that was putting our house in order and it was doing the right thing at the right time and it was taking the action required in the moment that I saw that it was possible and it was taking responsibility for it. My wife came in and she helped fold a little bit of it, but I was not standing there thinking, "Ugh, this is something we should do together. I didn't make a plan. I didn't say, hey, let's go fold the laundry together. I just stepped up and did the thing that needed to be done. And you know what? That was the right thing to do. She was tired. She had, she was trying to get herself ready to get out the door in the morning. I felt better. Like, if I had made a plan to try and make it fair with her, whatever that means, that wouldn't actually have ended up being fair. It would have ended up being much more about me needing things to feel fair for me without actually considering what was fair, truly fair, in the bigger picture. And I think that what is truly fair in the bigger picture is 
somewhat meaningless. I think you get in a relationship or in life, you know, you you get energy back from people equivalent to what you put out for them or greater than. And so you just, you know, the goal is to simply do what needs to be done and what you can do in the moment that you can do it for the people that are around you and do the best that you can. And I think teaching our kids to put things in order, I think is really important. And this family that we had over last night, the couple with four kids, um, the oldest is, this, is in my daughter's, my younger daughter's class. And, and there's, a, there's a middle son and I was kind of bossing him around, helping, having him help me set the table. And, you know, he was actually loving it. He was, he was first of all, he's a good kid. And second of all, I think kids actually like being given a task if, if you're doing it too, right? If they have a sense that you're not just sitting there commanding them about, but there's a, there's a way to demand something of them with authority that is different than asking them. And I think this is delving into parenting where, I, well, I guess I'm going there. I think a lot of parents ask things of their kids and they should not ask them. They should tell their kids to do things. And I realize where this came from, for me, is when I used to work on sailing ships, um, you know, well, for years I was a volunteer. God, there's this funny, like, almost sulfury smell coming off this swamp here. Swamp gas must be trapped. Wild. And uh, it's like a very foggy day. And... And eventually, uh, I reached a point of authority where I was the person in charge, uh, often, and I was telling people to do things. And so my job was to keep charge of the, keep an eye on the bigger picture, and organize people doing the smaller tasks, and then do some tasks myself, but to keep an eye on the bigger picture. And I think that's, you know, that's fundamentally what a parent does. And. One of the things that I learned in that position was how to give a command so that it is friendly and courteous, but it's not a question. You're not asking someone if they will do something for you. You're telling them to do it. And it can be done in a super friendly, fun way, but it's very different than how I see a lot of parents treating their kids as though their kids were, were, I don't know, somehow they're, they're equals in that situation. I think a lot of parents, well, have never had a, a, a reason to develop that sense of what it means to be in charge of something, even though they are in charge, right? But like maybe they haven't in their professional life ever been in command of something. And maybe they have a bunch of toxic examples of that that suck. And I think this is quite often true. You know, if you have a bunch of bad examples of someone telling you how to do things, you come away from that and you think, I never want to 
act that way towards my kids at all, right? And then you come away thinking, you know, well, that's not going to be me. The problem is, is that kids thrive on that kind of, you know, boundaries, essentially, and being required to do stuff. You know, the younger kids were bouncing our big yoga ball through the house, and I said, nope, stop it, go put that away. And they were happy to do so. It was just very clear. And, and, and later on in the evening, I was, we were sitting around the wood stove with the lights off, and I was telling them stories, and then one of the younger ones came bounding through the room, hollering, and I said, nope, out of the room. And they were happy to, come on, Maisie. They were happy to follow along with that requirement. So I think, ah, getting back to getting your house in order. You know, our kids learn these things from us. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons I'm trying to think about this stuff now is because I'm very much aware that my kids, my daughters are watching me and my wife, but, you know, that's what I can do. Apologies. Just had a lovely little walk with my friend who I usually walk dogs with, but her dog has been injured. And uh, we were able to walk together and catch up. I can't remember where I was. I hope you guys find whatever I said about about putting your house in order and, and how that works helpful. Um, and thank you for giving me the time to unpack it. We'll talk tomorrow.